it's Ronnie Davis, and you're listening to Eating More, the place to be if you want to learn how to stop eating in ways that make you feel like crap, if you want to end the weight and food war, and start reimagining healthy eating and living. We'll show you how to change your mind, your food world, and your life with less doing and more being. I started writing this podcast episode when I got up this morning and somehow before I finished it, I ended up stuck in a YouTube rabbit hole for an hour, mindlessly watching Hot Ones episodes and laughing my ass off. <laughs> Somewhere after an hour or so of, of this rabbit hole I got stuck in, I remembered what I had been doing before I lost the hour on YouTube. I had been writing a podcast episode on, ironically enough, wait for it, procrastination. Ha! <laughs> See, I've been a chronic procrastinator for as long as I can remember, and it's something that I often see appear in clients as well. Personally, I tend to procrastinate the most when I'm scared or when my brain feels tired, and fear can make my brain feel tired too, so it's kind of a double-edged sword there. But see, like for me, it can often take me a really long time to write a podcast episode or a blog post because after I write for a while, you know, my brain is trying to to think and search for words and whatever. It gets tired and it starts searching for excuses to take a break. And so anyway, that's what I'm talking about today, procrastination. Often the worst thing about it isn't even that things tend to get put off for so long. It's what we tell ourselves about why we put things off and what can happen to our mental and possibly even physical health as a result. Because see, like with so many things in life, we are conditioned to believe that one way to be is good and one way is bad, while completely ignoring the underlying causes. Like, it's good to be disciplined and motivated and always doing more and being more and achieving more, right? And then, but... Procrastination, of course, on the other hand, putting things off, not doing and achieving. We're conditioned to believe that that's bad, right? That procrastination ha- is, happens because we're disorganized or lazy, that we're weak-willed or we just don't care or whatever. And so on top of the actual real-life consequences of not doing the thing that you know that you need or want to do, it can cause all kinds of self-judgment and criticism, which can contribute to self-punishing behaviors and self-sabotage and increase stress and anxiety, none of which are physically healthy and all of which generally also feeds even more procrastination. And the truth is that none of those things are true. Procrastination doesn't happen because we're disorganized or lazy or weak-willed or anything else. It's actually a fairly pervasive issue for most people. Nearly everybody procrastinates a little bit at some point, likely even to some extent every day. It's really normal human behavior. And as with everything, the solution lies in not labeling and judging the behavior, which only makes it worse. Rather, it lies in understanding why the behavior exists, why we're procrastinating, and addressing those things. So what are some of the reasons we procrastinate? Well, it really comes down to the same reason that we do everything that we do, human conditioning, our conditioned thoughts, emotions, and beliefs drive resistance to things that we think are scary or don't feel good, which creates specific behaviors like procrastination. 
See, we're, we've evolved to resist or avoid things that we think might be scary or that will make us feel bad and to seek out things that make us feel better or safe. Now, few examples illustrate this in action better than emotional eating or even the weight loss obsession that so many of us stay stuck in. Emotional eating, for example, happens in large part because our brains become programmed to use food as comfort for everything. Whenever we experience discomfort or resistance to you know, either internal or external stimuli, our brain searches for the solution and it has associated food with being the solution. Weight loss obsessions, on the other hand, stay alive because we associate weight loss with feeling good. And so we chase that forever because we're chasing that feeling good thing that we want. But everything that we are taught that we need to do to accomplish it feels like punishment. So we keep putting off starting, right? Does I'll start again Monday sound familiar? Or if we do start it, we can't keep it up and we just have to keep restarting because then we're resisting the thing that doesn't feel good. It's all just chasing feeling good and resisting things that we're associating with either being scary, not being fun, or not feeling good. See, so procrastination is always the same story. We need or want something. We start thinking about the thing that we need to do or that we want. Maybe we even start it, right? And this brings up all kinds of thoughts and emotions that might be overwhelming or unpleasant or uncomfortable, which creates an urge to run away, to find something to ease the discomfort. As with everything, this happens for a reason. It's not a personal weakness. It's our brain's attempt to keep us safe by avoiding things that may pose a risk. The problem lies in that our brains are just a little hyperactive at the whole risk detection thing. It's, you know, they're not always really great at determine, determining what's actually a threat and what's only a perceived threat. So we procrastinate on things that, you know, either are or that we expect will elicit painful negative feelings or feelings that we're associating with negative negative um, feelings. Things that are boring, uncomfortable, frustrating, or painful in some other way. And that's just not, it's not my opinion, it's, it's been proven. Barbara Oakley in A Mind for Numbers says medical imaging studies have shown that math phobes, for example, appear to avoid math because even just thinking about it seems to hurt. As a mathophobe myself, I can confirm this to be true, but she says the pain centers of their brains light up when they contemplate working on math. Whether we're aware of it or not, there is always an underlying reason why we're procrastinating, and it's coming from that resistance within. And there are tons of different factors at play. So the next time you notice yourself procrastinating, consider some of the possible factors that feed this this resistance within. Self-worth issues, for example, can play a huge role because when we struggle with feelings of unworthiness, fear of failure, and even fear of success can cause procrastination. If we don't feel good enough, failure risks reinforcing our worst fears that we really aren't good enough. So we may procrastinate on doing something that may risk failure. Success, on the other hand,
can be scary because we don't believe we deserve the success or we don't know what's going to happen when we get the success. And this happens because we're conditioned to place our worth on all kinds of external things like success or failure, grades, weight, income, likes on social media. I mean, any number of different things, but you get the idea. So if this is the underlying cause, anything that puts us in a place that may risk failure or even success is going to cause procrastination. We're scared to even try. And it manifests as feelings of anxiety and resistance that are uncomfortable. And so we put it off. We look for every excuse in the book to avoid doing the thing that puts us at risk of potentially failing or succeeding. Another factor can be overwhelm avoidance, where where we only have so much mental and emotional energy every day. And I'm sorry to be the bearer of bad news here, but you're only human, just like me. And humans only have so much capacity for mental and emotional loads. We get tired. We get overwhelmed. Our brains get tired and overwhelmed. When we're overwhelmed, we simply can't take any more stimuli. We cannot process any more complex tasks. It's just too much. We're on overload and our brains are searching for less complex complex tasks because it simply cannot do any more complex ones. That's your brain's way of taking a break when it needs one. This is the biggest reason that I experience procrastination. I'm, you know, simply pushing my poor little brain to do too much. And it's, you know, after a while, it just kind of goes, yeah, you know, no, dude, we're done. Um, You know, oh, look, mindless YouTube rabbit holes. (laughs) That's a less complex task that we can process for a while. So similar to the overwhelm, lack of priorities can also cause procrastination. You may have a list of 100 different things that you want to get done, or maybe it's just one thing, but it's such a big thing, it, it feels so big. Either way, you don't know where to start. It's just too much, so you procrastinate. So many different factors can play into procrastination, and depending on the thing that you're procrastinating on, it may vary for you. So understanding why you're procrastinating on any given thing is the is the key to understanding what to do about it. And then from there, you can start making some conscious choices to help. For example, if it's overwhelm and you need a break, take a break, get some rest, do things that replenish you, and then get back at it. If it's overwhelm because you're lacking priorities or it's just you don't know where to start, before you even try to start, work on prioritizing which items on your list are most pressing, which things need to be done first. If it's rooted in fear and low self-worth, then you've got to deal with those things. Start by figuring out where the fear is coming from. And is it a rational or a logical fear? If no, which it almost certainly isn't, at some point you simply have to realize the fear is probably not going to go anywhere anytime soon. So you've got two choices. Be scared and do the thing anyway, or keep hiding behind the fear. Personally, I choose the former. It can also help to imagine yourself on the other side of a successful outcome. If fear of failure is is 
an issue. See, fear loves playing out worst case scenarios, but you can nip it in the bud by playing out best case scenarios instead. The reality is you don't know how something's going to turn out anyway, so you may as well keep reminding yourself to expect the best, right? And that you deserve the best because I guarantee that you do. And as always, no matter what the cause is, approach the thing that you're procrastinating on from the perspective of just taking it one baby step at a time. And focus on how you'll feel when you finish that one baby step. Focus on how great doing that one little thing is going to make you feel rather than how much actually doing the thing sucks. See, as with everything, it's really important to understand the whys. Why are we procrastinating? What are the root causes? When you find the root causes, then you can implement different strategies depending on what that is for you in that moment. And there are a number of different strategies to implement, many of which I teach in my Cognitive Eating Academy. Things like meditation, mindfulness, CBT, self-compassion, energy management, movement. Again, like I said, breaking the, the task down into tiny little baby steps and then taking it one little baby step at a time and focusing on how great you feel when you complete each little baby step. See, the goal isn't to never procrastinate because that's not really realistic. Procrastination happens. The goal is to understand it and learn ways to manage it so that you can experience less stress and overwhelm and overall just be more positive and productive and get unstuck. You've been listening to Being More with Ronnie Davis. Thanks for tuning in. To learn more about embodied cognitive eating training and access free resources, visit www.ecet.online.